this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is Scandal Revealed, the official Scandal podcast for the television programming Scandal, which of course airs on Thursday nights at 10 o'clock on the fantastic network of ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. And today, I am so excited to have the amazingly talented and just incredibly awesome and sparkly, perky, effervescent, everything bunny. Thank you, Betsy. Katie Lowe's, who of course plays Quinn Perkins. And we ended with her on quite a note this episode, so I'm super excited to talk about that. And Katie's wearing a very lovely, sort of chic, navy blue sheath. Yes, it's just a, just an effortless sheath dress with a little tie with around the waist. With a little tie around the waist and a little Peter Pan neck. Yes. If anybody knows what that is, it's a little V-neck with a little collar on the top, which is fabulous. And I'm also <laughs> going to give a shout out to Katie Lowe's nails, which Katie Lowe's, from I know her, she's snorting actually like a little tiny, little little tiny piglet. There, yes. that was good. Katie Lowe's, when I've seen Katie Lowe's in the past, Katie Lowe's, I'm just going to say has nails au naturel. Right. Always. I don't really, I'm not that big into makeup. I'm no, not into nails. I'm not into the thing. We have this in common. I'm not into it. I was and brought up in a barn. I, yeah, I right. just don't care. need to be able to claw my way time. out of situations. Agreed. Like, why would you have nails? And so we currently are on our, a little bit of a scandal hiatus for Thanksgiving. And Quinn also, similar to Katie, wears, or me, who am I talking about right now? Um, she has short <laughs> nails that are generally just with a little bit of nail strength that are on yeah, them, you know, that sure, kind of thing. Sure. So because we're not shooting, I marched myself in the day after we wrapped into this crazy, amazing nail art place and got the most blinged out. If you could see them, guys, there are diamonds, there are starbursts, there are, they're really pointy, kind of like a witch shaped. And I just kind of think it's one of the most crazy, silly, ridiculous things I've ever done. And now I'm stuck with it for about three weeks. <laughs> but I'm also just going to say in the defense of these, they're very sparkly and pretty and they look really gorgeous with your engagement wedding ring. Thank you. And also, for some reason, these nice ladies took pity on you and they, they actually gave you a very lovely pink shade mm-hmm. underneath the gold and the diamond and yes, the, yes. the strange cross hatching which is going on in some places. And this took two hours, by the way. The, the, you know, and the, I figured like that was a good choice. You know, all in all, I think it's a sparkly, fabulous look. And as you Thanks. said, all of a sudden now you're talking with your hands. Oh, now that I constantly. have these nails, I'm just constantly like my Long Island Queens is just coming it's, out to a right and left. It's she's like, taking you know, her earrings like, off every ten it. seconds That's to get exactly into a fight. That's exactly right. I'm chewing there gum. There they go. My nails are there like all go. up in your face. I, I talk with a lot of hand gestures. There's tons it's of like, that going on right now. Yes. She's taking the uh, Long Island Expressway <laughs> into the city. Which she's going to get on the Long Island Railroad and Can't go on wait. in. It's going to be awesome. It. Grew up on it. Going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so good. Well, um, we're here to talk about Vermont is for lovers, too. You did not go to Vermont this particular episode, sadly. I did not get to go to Vermont and really get in there with the whole Olivia Fitz Vermont well, situation. That whole situation. Where, there was some stuff going on there. Wow. Vermont First of is all, for... nobody's bought a house like, I mean, I, I, no one's built a house like that for, for my ass. Um, no. Just going to say. I mean, that is, it was so romantic. I, know, I feel right? like when we read the script, there was definitely audible oh, type sounds, like yeah. at the table read. Like, it's just one of the most romantic things ever. Like, as if ladies were not a big enough fans of, of Fitz already. It's like, okay. He built the damn house. He built the damn house. And by the way, for men of America, good luck. <laughs> good luck, Godspeed. Good really luck, Godspeed. Kind of screws you're with your screwed. Chief, unless you're a contractor. Oh, that's 
That's true. With a lot of wood in your backyard. That, 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 Vermont that, can be for you Vermont and your lover, you. lover as well. <laughs> Obviously, another really notable this, I mean, in this particular episode, it's okay, I talk for a living. Maya, Olivia Pope's mom, comes actually back with a vengeance and, and manages to do something that we've debated a lot internally here, which is oh my God. chew her own wrists oh open to my. hit a carotid artery. Oh my gosh. And in oh the words my. of the doctor, she kept chewing until she hit an artery. I mean, I can't even, I have goosebumps right now. Like that is just, at the table read, I remember <laughs> her, she, um, when she read it, she said, yay. Like, like she was so excited that she got the opportunity as an actress to do something that insane. Like it's just the most horrific, bloody, like what the F moment. I just. Oh, super crazy. And the amazing thing with this episode, actually, this episode is just a cluster pile. I'm not <laughs> it to, is a cluster pile. I'm not allowed and to swear on this podcast, yeah. which has been an incredibly difficult thing for me for as anybody me who knows me. Well. Because my mouth's in the gutter constantly. <laughs> um, but it's a cluster pile of amazing, amaze balls yeah. things. We can say amaze balls. We can say amaze balls. Amaze and balls are both together. good words. We're They're just putting together. them together. They're both together. <laughs> They're just amaze balls. When you think about. Okay, so Maya escaping from her strange prison. The whole Daniel Douglas, Daniel Douglas situation getting caught. Oh my gosh! There and what Cyrus is involved. That like strange he's lady Macbeth move that just was going on was just so intense. And then there is poor Quinn mm. desperately trying to cover her tracks. It's awful. After thinking she was just kind of giving a guy she, a nap. I know. I just she just wanted to. You know, Huck opened this door for Quinn. She's good at something. She finally feels like she has a sense of purpose. She's she's good at like the B613 type stuff. It's like, and she finally, you know, and Huck just closes the door on her and says, guess what? I taught you all this stuff, but you're not allowed to do it. So she goes to Charlie so that she can like learn a little bit more. And she just thinks she's going to put this needle in and put her out just like Huck put her out and moved her across the country. No, the guy dies. And now this oh, episode with gurgling with and, gurgling frogging, and foam, the way, which they foam. used this awesome mixture of like toothpaste and blood that he like gurgled around and mouthwash. It looked fabulous. great. It's fabulous. But his breath was fantastic. I bet it was. I bet it was very sparkly <laughs> and pepperminty and it fresh. It was. In his death throes. And then um, just this episode, I mean, it's just she's in the, she is literally between a rock and a hard place. She's in the worst situation of her life because she's, I really think that Quinn is Olivia Pope ride or die. Like Olivia and Huck are her reason for being. They are her friends, her job, her life, her everything. She doesn't have anything outside of them. And to be asked to betray them in exchange for her life essentially because Rowan and Charlie are blackmailing her so bad. I mean, what, I, what would you guys do? It's just terrible. It's, it's the worst. And let's just talk for a second about um, Quinn's amazing taste in men. Oh my! Let's just let's just sidebar on that particular front, which is wow, that girl really knows how to pick them. Oh my god! I mean, first of all, there's that slightly douchey real life husband of yours. Yep, who, slightly douchey. That's yes. Who yes. played Jesse Tyler? Jesse Tyler, Mr. Citron Card, oh, as no. I like to call him. Which just was sort of like walking into a snowstorm of badness. Right snowstorm there. of badness. And it's like she, I guess she's always had a knack for just picking bad dudes, which let, I, I know a look lot of women like that. And look, look at, at her dad. dad. Also, yeah. She, and, and you know what's sad is that, and I don't know the women out there who can relate to this, but there are, a, or have friends who do this, but a lot, a lot of women have that problem. They oh, just yeah. do. Like, they just like the bad boy who, and maybe that's because, you know, Quinn, I don't know, obviously she has a real addiction for things that are really off. I think a, t I think a tiny bit off. And, you know? I mean, given the and fact really, that she's found her calling in a very unusual and unique way. That's right. But I also feel like it's like this character who 
she was always kind of hiding her inner dark side and the way that it would come out as the guy she would date because dad seemed like a bit of a mealy mouth milk toast who basically like deserted her and was kind of um, cat whipped as opposed to the other word I think (laughs) that was just my impression even meeting him really really quickly in that scene which was sort of like a flashback which was really upsetting when she comes back home and she she sits at that diner and her dad he's like you're dead to me you're like dead to me and I have this other family and screw you I'm remarried you never existed you're a mistake I never I think like finding a dude who seems strong and defined and knows what he wants and is charismatic makes absolute total sense for this woman and then she finds this inner thing which is her inner bad girl, which nobody's allowed for her to come out because she's also damn perky. That's that's exactly right. And, the more, and it's always the really perky it's girls. It's always that the perky girls. There's that, like a little space in there, in their heart and in their head, that's definitely like so much darker than you could ever possibly imagine. And that's Quinn. And I think she's attracted to men that bring that out in her. I also think that the stuff with Charlie in this episode and in the previous episode where you know, he kind of takes her out on this stalking date and whatever. I also think it's been a really long time since Quinn has had any sort of affection or any guy be interested in her. I mean, Jesse Tyler was like years ago. And then we have Gideon, who was first season, and that's literally the last time that she has been, has any man pursued her at all. And by the way, that relationship barely had started and barely. he got stabbed in the neck with some damn scissors. That's exactly Which, right. by the way, like, oh, yeah, yeah. The things don't she, date the characters I, on this show, for mean, God's sake. When we read the first script in Charlie, uh, George Newbern, who plays Charlie, he's awesome. We get to the part where he's throwing Quinn up against the wall and he kisses her and he looks at me and he's like, oh no. Oh no, you're like the Black Widow spider. Like you kill all of your boyfriends. Like Jesse Tyler blew up in Cytron and Gideon got scissored in the neck. Like what's for me? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh no, you're B613. You're like the Grim Reaper. I call you the Grim Reaper. Like you come around and you just take people out. Like we, what is gonna happen? This is the most horrible combination yet awesome at the same time. That that nice guy from Father of the Bride. Oh, Brian McKenzie. Brian McKenzie turned into this dude who eats too much sugar and just like kills people for breakfast. I mean, and it's unbelievable. When I, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I was huge Father of the Bride fan, also Adventures in Babysitting. And I'm like, yeah, you know, for my job, I get to make out with Brian McKenzie from Father of the Bride. Not too shabby. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so, so much. much. Thanks so much, Shonda, Scandal Writers. Do you, um, can you relate to the bloodlust at all, do you think? Can you kind of, is there a part of you? Is... Yeah, I think so. I mean. Yeah, me too. I definitely think so. I think that's <laughs> I mean, what's, I mean, come on. There's something about taking control of situations like that. There but. is. There just really is of like, I mean, Quinn is just such an amazing character because she, I get these things that are just really dark and really messed up. And so I get to experiment with like these bloodlusty insane like I just get to go to these like dark areas which is great because it means like hopefully I don't go there in my real life <laughs> good place to put it. it's a good place to put it it just is that's why they let me do podcasts <laughs> only five people listen but it doesn't really matter because we honestly, love you you five people thank you so much because you you give me an outlet and, and my husband doesn't <laughs> have to make so me sleep in the garage which is also an option okay so we're all so freaked out about the last your last scene in this like, I know. like what the hell's gonna happen I've never been uh, when I read it I was so 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 petrified she walks in she puts together just by seeing the picture that Huck knows he knows and he covered for her in the office but he definitely knows and I walk into my apartment and the tarp is out and the toolbox is out and the drill is out and it is I don't know if there is a scarier thing to see 
I just really don't. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I'm literally like, the last time I was that freaked out was Blair Witch. <laughs> totally. Which is like 1927. <laughs> But it's like there's a moment in that where you like walk in and the guy's squatting in a corner and you yeah. go, I don't even I know don't what know. that means. I don't even know what that I don't is. Know but what there means. is a, the, but I've been so, so scared and somebody's squatting in a corner. Why like, is he squatting, squatting in a corner? Why are you squatting in a corner? That's terrible. <laughs> this is a much more literal version of but that where you walk in that, and you go like, there's feeling. a tarp and a toolbox and I've oh, seen where this right goes. I've seen I've where, seen this, where goes. this goes. And the tarp is out and like that just means there's going to be blood and guts and like whatever it is. bad. When we finished, you know, I mean, Guillermo Diaz and I are like super, super tight in real life. I love him so much and we finished the table read and we just started hugging each other like really hard and he was like oh no like I don't and we don't know because we don't get this next script so I'm like wait are you gonna like do you think Huck is actually gonna torture Quinn like are we gonna get that far or like in my mind I'm like no 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 maybe maybe he'll just like kind of tease it and sort of threaten me but I'll totally get out of it so stay tuned guys to see where that scene picks up oh yeah the next episode I gotta say on every single front if you think this episode was a mind-bending cluster of amazeballs amazeballs the next one basically is like this one on steroids on crack yeah like pretty much because it's we're both we're both really familiar with crack so <laughs> the amount of crack I have done in my life seriously <laughs> um, neither of us actually I'm gonna say but still I would say steroids steroids right? totally it's an even crazier episode it is the whole wagon is going down the hill and it just fell off the track <sighs> the tr and all right. the contents are spilling all over the mountain that's it's, right it's pretty it's pretty intense our phenomenal Twitter followers have Yay. some questions for you. Yay, gladiators. Thank you for sending love, in questions. That would, they would love to ask. And yes. I'm going to ask you a couple of these right at this very moment. Okay. As soon as I can get my mouth actually forming into a sentence. Anna Louise Pinheiro at Lusitanian Kiddo. One of the better handles I've seen. Great. I love this drill-loving hashtag baby hut version of Quinn. How do you prepare for the dark scenes you have to shoot? You know, oh my gosh, I, I wish it kind of comes just naturally to me. I, I don't know why that is, and I don't know how on this earth Shonda saw in me that that would be possible, um, because I, I tend to think that I'm sort of just like a happy-go-lucky sane person. But, you know, similarly is like Guillermo Diaz. Like, he plays an incredibly dark character, and Guillermo's like super happy in real life. When he takes like pictures on Instagram, people can't believe he's smiling. But Guillermo like is actually really smiley and kind. He's a super kind And like has a stable dude. home life. He's great. And he goes to these dark places and I and I don't know. I, I've, I haven't had much opportunity before but she writes it and I just don't. I, those lines just come out of this small area of my being and they're kind of ferocious and I don't really know. It just takes over and it happens. Yeah, there's this really great look you get sometimes when you're playing this part where this your eyes get all like crazy pants. I know. Which uh, is well, so great. I, where it's like your eyes like you get there's a moment right before you um, inject the needle into that poor man's hand <laughs> and you look at Charlie in the car and you say, Huck let me torture somebody once. I <laughs> and you have this look like you just had the best sex you've ever had life. in your life. Well, I think that's what it is. I mean, I think it is. It's it is a release. It's a release of of having to be polite and good and and what other people want you to be. You know, it's this release of like going into somewhere darker and naughty and and evil. And thank God it's all pretend. 
and I get to do that for a living, but it is really fun to do. I think that's an awesome <laughs> answer. Okay, Taylor at TV Taylor um, oh, yeah. wants to know who's great yes. and we love. Hi, TV Taylor. Hi, TV Taylor. How much does Quinn's past affect her character and the path she's headed down? We yeah. talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we did talk about that a lot. I think it affects a lot, like Betsy was saying, definitely her choice in men and that her home life was very, um, she didn't grow up with a mom. And so I think that that's a, it, it affects her greatly and the dad that she had kind of just left her out to dry once the whole Lindsay Dwyer, Quinn Perkins thing came out. And I think that that affects her choice in men. I think it affects her loyalty to Olivia Pope and, and Huck because she literally has nowhere to go. She has no family, she has no existence. I mean, she really, unlike all the other characters, she really, her backstory is like almost like it's been erased. And she's worked very hard to keep it down and keep it hidden and any pain she sort of feels. And maybe that is what's coming out in those really, really dark moments when she gets to do something bad to somebody. It's, it's her gaining a sense of control since her whole past has been completely out of control with bad things being done to her. You know, it's interesting. I'm just thinking about the fact that both you and Olivia Pope had absentee mothers and fathers, I'm gonna say, who had questionable judgment in terms of how they handled their daughters. So you have a kind of like core thing in common, which is kind of interesting. 100%. And also I think Olivia Pope is kind of like, not that she's a mom in any way, but she's definitely like a mentor female figure. I mean, any anything that Quinn has learned in the past two years comes from Olivia and Abby. Thanks, Stevie Taylor, for, for, for going there. Um, Andrea with Scandalicious. Mm -hmm. What song makes you want to get up and dance? Oh my gosh, great question. I love dancing and I love singing. And I am a, it's so, I, I love Scandal because actually my go-to music is generally Motown soul R &B funk. R&B type stuff, R &B. Yeah. like it's my jam, it's what I, I mean, I don't like to cook, it's really not my game, but like once in a while I'll do, I'll cook something like, you know, some brownies in a box. And I always put on <laughs> Motown or whatever it is. I love Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I, yeah, that's just like my genre. Like I love a beat and I love to dance. Columbus Short and I always sing that song. You know that song? Do, 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 do. Do, do. Yep. on Broadway, we <laughs> love that. So we make up a lot of dance routines on set. I mean, Columbus Short's the best dancer like ever in the business. Yeah, that's sort of where I just watch him dance. <laughs> it's amazing. I move my hand to the beat because that's pretty just much snap. all I'm technically been allowed to do by the Dancing Committee of America. <laughs> Somebody asked this question on an earlier podcast and I want to know if your character had a ringtone. Oh if my god. Quinn gosh. Perkins had a ringtone, what do you think that song would be? Oh my gosh, it would probably be? be something like, oh, it has to be a song. No, okay. it could be, oh. could be anything. It, if it was just a sound, it would probably be like do 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 like, It would be really happy, and then it would go into like like some heavy death metal like type music. Um, Andrea at Scandalous just wants to know what's guaranteed to make you laugh. I laugh a lot. I feel like I should be more picky, but <laughs> I do. I'm a generally it's bad to laugh. A I lot. mean, I just I laugh a lot, and I grew up. My household growing up was I love you, mom and dad. But we definitely are fans of the lowbrow humor. I mean, we are just like real toilet fart people. It's so embarrassing, but it's true. And this is just me being vulnerable and real. And I laugh at those things. Like, and so on set, if I'm ever like bending down to pick up a script, I'll bend down and pick up my script and Columbus will make a farting sound like I farted as I was bending down. And I always laugh at that. I think that's funny. I think still. it's hilarious. Hey. Um, Scott Foley always makes farts with his mouth before he shoots. He goes, 
before every scene, even if it's a serious scene. You can ask him this. It's crazy. It came out last night at the SAG panel, so I feel like I'm not the first person to nicely done <laughs> to really tell people a big secret of his. But he also grew up with brothers and a dad, and he's like a boy. So it's like a boys' club on set sometimes. And as much as I want to be classy like Darby and Carrie, where they like roll their eyes and know that they're acting like five-year-old boys, I am 100% laughing and acting like one of them. <laughs> it's really stupid. So your family's probably like America's Funniest Home Video fans. Yeah, yeah. they're just, they love Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation. Yep. But I'm an easy-to-laugh person. I've watched every single episode of SNL ever made. I'm a huge SNL fan. I'm a huge sketch comedy fan. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I love to laugh. So I'm usually game. And usually if something's said that's not funny, I laugh anyway because I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noting that quietly to no, myself. No, no, Betsy, that's but really you're 100% awesome. yeah. funny. She has like, to say that. Like, for real. She has to say that. Betsy, come on. You guys it. who watch the podcast or listen to the podcast, you know. Betsy's oh, really funny. It's, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to actually, I think, find a lot of different stuff funny. And I think it's great because it means you can actually go in any place and you can find the humor in any situation. I can. As opposed to people who are all kind of nasty and mean and kind of... Like judgy and cynical. Judgy and, and selfie yeah. and kind of weird about their laughing chips. Yeah, no, I like to laugh everywhere. I'm not going to laugh at that because it's some, like, it'll make you feel powerful and happy. Well, hi. Is that terrible? In a long day of... Lots of ugliness in the world that occasionally somebody Thanks, feels some Betsy. joy. Right? I like to laugh. I really Nothing laughed at my that. like great grandmother's funeral. It was horrible. Like I was <laughs> sixteen like years old. Mary episode That's what happened to me. My great grandmother died, died and, and her body was out, like all open casket and whatnot. And like I was sixteen years old, my brother was thirteen. We looked at each other across the room. It was like a full wake room. Like there was like a hundred people in there. My brother and I were I've, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my entire <laughs> life. Like the priest is trying to like say something like a speech, like a you know a, a prayer, and I'm hysterically laughing. My mom raced us to the bathroom, screaming at us. I'm laughing my head. Off. I could not. But like my great grandmother would have loved that. Like why yes. the hell was everyone so freaking serious? Yes. So yes. yeah, I laugh a lot. Exactly. Oh my gosh. You know what? I I really think my favorite. Scenes might be plural. Wow, that was so long to say that. I think it's I think it's coming up next week. I do. Oh yeah. I think okay. it's coming up next week just because for me, I you know, it's the scenes that I was the most challenged and asked to do something that it was the most frightening and the most just going to places you've never been before because I think that's the coolest part of the job. Like the coolest part of the job is that I get to shoot guns and I had never done that before. I mean, that was pretty cool. I'd never that's shot a gun. Cool. Like like just the stuff that I've gotten to do on this show, you know, I put a drill in a guy's thigh. Like what? Like that was crazy. There's just been, so I, for me it's those scenes where I'm doing things that are so outside of who I am and what I ever thought I'd be able to check off on a bucket list. I'm just like a huge fan of. So tune in, guys, next week because yes. you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and that's actually a perfect lead-in to the request to tune in next week because yes. next week um, the episode is called YOLO. You only live once. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and that's going to air on Thursday, December 5th. So technically it's not really next week, but it's sort of next week because Thanksgiving, you're not even going to, well, you're going to notice we're not there because I hope you do because we'll notice we're not there. Yes, we will. But you'll probably be super busy doing whatever you decide do. to do. Right. You might be celebrating Thanksgiving. You might just decide not to, to celebrate yeah. Thanksgiving and just go to a movie. take a week off from this madness, <laughs> which is, <laughs> by the right. way, you need to rest no. for the episode, which is coming up. And I'm I'm really, you guys, I'm so not kidding about this. Mm. You really need to rest. You need to do some exercises. 
breathing, yoga breathing. There's some stuff coming up, which is just... I don't think we've ever done anything like this. Out of the box. It's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Kitty Lowe. Thank you so, so much, Betsy fun. Beers. We got to catch up, which yes. is so great. Thank you, Gladiators. And um, you please, all of you guys, remember to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, hashtag scandal. So if you decide to tweet, please remember, hashtag scandal. Pinterest, don't forget about Tumblr. And there's always abc.com if you guys are kind of Luddites like I am and you don't have enough apps on your phone to keep you busy. Just go abc.com, it's really easy. You just put it in. Nice pictures of Katie Lowe's will pop up as Quinn oh, Perkins. Thanks. And you'll know where you are. There you go. Which is super great. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Betsy. Have a terrific holiday if you get the holiday. Have a little rest if you don't get the holiday. Have a little break from us. And we will be back Thursday, December 5th with a new episode. And please remember, Thursday, December 5th, you might want to be checking out a new Grey's Anatomy. 9 o'clock, ABC Thursdays. This is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Scandal. This is Scandal Revealed. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>